1: Wonderstruck is coming to Cleveland. For this two-day music festival, see top artists including The Lumineers, Vampire Weekend, and more. Get your tickets now at wonderstruckfest.com. Hello, Cleveland!
0: Welcome to CLE Rocks, the music podcast from the birthplace of rock and roll. I'm your host, Trail Smith. Uh, and with me is the man who approves my time card every couple of weeks, Mike Norman. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, man. So, okay, the reason you're here on this episode of CLE Rocks isn't because you approve my time card every week. It's because you've been covering the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for decades, and this is sort of, for people in our position, kind of like our Christmas week when it comes to covering the Rock Hall where they've announced the class of 2022 I know you've been covering the rock hall. You were there at the ribbon cutting for the museum. Um, You were not at the first ever ceremony though, right?
1: No, I was not. That was in 1986. People forget that uh, they had many ceremonies, uh, um, 10 of them actually, before the museum actually opened in Cleveland. So the first rock hall ceremony was 86. The museum didn't open in Cleveland until 95.
0: So I think, you know, so we'll get into this year's class. Um, you know, it's every year, you know, it's, it's polarizing, it's controversial. And in the past couple years, they've added to these specialty categories um, where it's allowed them to sort of expand the diversity and the range of who they're inducting. But let's focus on the performers, um, which are the people voted in by those who have ballots, which includes you. You have this year. Eminem, I'll start with him because I think he's he's probably the biggest pop culture name on the list, at least from the last 30 years. Uh, you have Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eurythmics, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, and Carly Simon. Now, before we dig into those artists, Mike, do you remember who you voted for?
1: Uh, on that list, I voted for Eminem, uh, Duran Duran, Pat Benatar, Um I took Dolly at her word and um, <laughs> didn't didn't vote for Dolly because she said she uh, was withdrawing her nomination, which she then uh, just recently uh, uh, did a flip-flop on, probably after she got word that they were actually inducting her. Um, I did not vote for Lionel Richie or Carly Simon in this round and the Eurythmics just because I had other uh, favorites on, on the list of nominees this year, Devo. Uh, uh the mc5
0: um, i think your last vote was for for judas priest who correct judas priest who is getting in not as a um not as a a performer not as a voted in but again with the expansion of these specialty categories they're going in uh along with the music excellence award which the, I'm not even going to look up the Rock Hall's explanation of the music excellence award. It it used to be, as you know, for non-performers.
1: Right. Last year, LL Cool Cool J um, was the, uh, was the recipient of this award, correct? I I think if I remember correctly.
0: I believe um, him and I want to say Gil Scott Heron, there might've been a third. Like we said, it used oh wait, he might've been an early influencer. See, this is where we're getting at where the music excellence award for people who don't dig into the rock hall used to be for non-performers artists who made a tremendous impact on the evolution of rock and roll, but weren't performers. They were songwriters, um, session players, you know, non-main performers. Now it seems it's for someone like that. Cause you have, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis getting in along with, um, Judas Priest and the music excellence award, but it also seems like they're reserving one of those spots for someone who's been on the ballot multiple times that they can't seem to get in through votes. <laughs> a <la>. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it,
1: yeah, yeah. I think it's almost like that baseball Hall of Fame Veterans Committee, where right. at a certain point, uh, the powers that be take it in their own hands and say, okay, we put M and M on the, a prominent nomination 35 times. No one's gonna bite. We're gonna put him in and be done with it. Um, it's not a bad. It's not a bad thing in in and of itself, although it could dilute some kind of their voting um uh process in a w- after a while you know what i mean like if 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 it just becomes like uh okay, the nominating committee after ten times, we're just gonna put somebody in a musical excellence award that kind of messes with their whole vibe about how
0: they vote people in a bit.
1: don't you think I don't know,
0: yeah, I mean. It does, because now you're getting to the point where it doesn't, like, you know, next year it's going to be, you know, it could have been anybody, right? It could have been MC, MC5, could have been Fela Kuti, it could be um, Shaka Khan, you know, anybody that the nominated committee has nominated that you hand it off to the voters with like, okay, you decide who gets in, but you don't now because we're going to start sneaking these people in. You know, they did it with Kraftwerk. Now, I think somebody like Kraftwerk and probably Judas Priest deserves to be in but what does it say about your voting process when these experts on the nominated committee are putting these artists up, but, you know, is there something wrong with your voter pool that these artists can't get in? Um, there's a disconnect there that they don't seem willing to address.
1: Yeah. I think, I think a perfect example of this potential disconnect um And it might have something to do with um, America versus the rest of the world, too, and and how much uh, the uh, voting pool leans towards being uh, U.S.-based rather than U.K. or other places in the world. Kate Bush, I mean, I just feel like she's the kind of artist the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was sort of made for, uh, a real artist, a real very prominent figure in the U.K., you know, as big as uh, any pop star, in the, you know, not any pop star, but a huge pop star in the U.K. and Europe. And I just don't feel like she has a legit shot at all to get into the U.S.-based Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I don't think she was that big of a factor over here and people just don't know her. You know what I mean? So I think that's
0: a problem for me. I'm with you, like I would have, anybody who's familiar with our Rock Hall tier system, which I created, which establishes point systems based on critical lists throughout the internet. It's not a perfect system, but it establishes a point threshold where you say, if this artist gets this many points for a number of essential albums, their influence and their songs, um, they get in. Kate Bush meets that threshold. She's one of only three acts along with Eminem and Beck, another artist who, you know, I think fits under that guy. he's not British but he's an artist artist um only those three would have reached our you know the, the point system threshold that I established um but I think you're right she, she was big in the UK like but she didn't she didn't make that crossover to the states like a Duran Duran or somebody like that um you know where they were mainstays uh in the in the US as well she never she never I don't think she ever had a top 10 hit in the United no States.
1: I mean <laughs> right Duran Duran was uh, you know the, the, the poster band of and of early MTV I mean almost as much a part of the vibe of MTV in the early 80s as uh, as um, Michael Jackson and Madonna and people like that hundred oh, percent
0: the only the only difference in, in you know but I, I've gotten into it with these Duran Duran psychos on social media they call themselves Durani's it's not everybody but there's some of them very passionate um i personally think uh that duran duran outside of madonna michael jackson very as prevalent on mtv in those days as those two artists no question but they went the longevity was there more for those artists to go into different uh eras and and create impact where duran duran i thought their success was more arguably more tied to mtv than a michael jackson or or yeah oh madonna. definitely yeah definitely. Um, <laughs>
1: Madonna, Michael Jackson are legacy type artists. You know those once in a once in a decade type type people. I think Duran Duran's uh, made great music over the years, uh, and even into today. But their um, relevance and success uh, was pretty much contained to the 80s and and into the into the 90s. I think. I mean,
0: yeah. I
1: let's take once, Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Once. Once. Alternative hit. you you stopped hitting you stopped hearing about duran duran you know i mean in in the mainstream now if you were a huge fan you you know and you were catching them on tour or catching their albums um yeah but but they weren't relevant like let's say um tom petty into the 90s and
0: 2000 right if you right that's a good that's a good comparison you're right um You know, when you do look at artists like Tom Petty, his music was timeless. And that's not to say Duran Duran's isn't, but it it isn't. Um, (laughs) It was almost like at a certain point, if you weren't a great artist playing rock and roll, a great, great artist, at a certain point in the early 90s, if you weren't wearing flannels or saggy shirts with a sweater wrapped around your waist, nobody gave a crap anymore. (laughs) Right. right. Um, So let's stay on that with this year's class. And the question here really overall for this episode is, did the did the voters, did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame get it right? And I'm going to start with Pat Benatar because something someone wrote that I read <laughs> stands out that they said, did she have hits? Yes. Was she popular? Yes. Does her music still get played at laundromats? Yes. But who cares? <laughs> so <laughs> let's stay there. Do you think Pat Benatar, you know, you, you voted for her, right? You did vote for her. I did, yeah. So you obviously think she should be in. Um, so you think Durant Hall got that right? You think all is right with the Pat do.
1: Benatar I do. I, I think the voters got that right. And it's the same reason, despite what I just said about Duran Duran, I voted for Duran Duran. I think that, that Pat Benatar is a perfect example, particularly when you pair her with her husband, um, Neil Girada, that that, uh, uh, you know, that one she had from the late 70s. And people forget she was a late 70s artist. Uh, even though she's more associated with the eighties because of the the hits that she had. But that three album run she had early on uh, aside from a band like heart uh, and some singles are, you know, uh, artists like Madonna or people like that was unprecedented for women in, in straight up rock and roll. And I think she, really had something to say in those first three records that was extremely important and influential,
0: um, on the whole genre of music. So that's why I voted for it. I mean, I think it's a good argument, you know, and, and I love the point counterpoints. So I think there's an argument for every single artist has ever been nominated to get into the rock and roll fame. Let's be clear. We're dealing with great artists who were among the best of their time. I just got to <sighs> Pat Benatar to me, has like two or three songs she had a couple like popular albums a run that lasted maybe like five years the impact of that isn't like a Guns N' Roses or a Nirvana who you could say their run only lasted that long like their impact going on and then it's like am I really taking that over somebody like Beck who's had this guy made his impact in the early 90s with Loser had Odele, uh sea changes and then like 15 years in his career, he wins Albany or the Grammys for Morning Phase, and I'd rather have that kind of resume where you just constantly impacting music for over a decade than being being a flat, I don't want to call Pat Benatar a flash in the pan, I caught myself there, Mike. <laughs> so, but I had the same feeling for Joan Jett as a solo artist to be perfectly honest like you've got a couple songs I hear you yeah. Pat wrote it Pat and Neil they wrote this I'll give them that they wrote their songs Joan Jett's two biggest songs are covers um I just I can't get with those artists over some of the artists uh that were nominated but I see I get your point and to be fair for people who it do, I think it matters a little bit I think people overplay like well, Troy, you're only you're under forty, so you weren't there to see those records fly off the shelf. You did live it. So I think there is some perspective to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, like I'm not saying she she's not a Janice Joplin level uh woman uh rock and roller, right? That's not what I what I was saying. No one would argue she is. Uh, but Hart wasn't either. Uh, uh, you know, there's only a few Aretha's and Janice's in the world, you know, the sort of yeah, seminal, yeah. groundbreaking leg- legendary artist. I just felt like, given the uh, nominees they had this year, um, that that she had enough of that run and enough influence in that period and was still active in
0: making music, that she deserved my vote. And um, I will say this, too, like, you know, uh, you know, I ha- I I wouldn't have voted for her, but For people who are, you know, dismissing her, I see a lot of those same people advocating for someone like, you know, George Michael, who, you know, Ron was similar. I mean, I I probably prefer George Michael's catalog of music personally. But, you know, I start to I do wonder a little bit if some people, if if you put a male, a man with that resume that Pat Benatar has, would they just shove them right on in? You know, I mean, like, you know, I wonder sometimes if that's part of some people's argument, not ours, you know.
1: Um, yeah, but. I mean, sometimes when I look at my ballot, I'm either looking at it as as the old rock critic, in <laughs> which case I'm voting for Fela Kuti and Devo and MC5 and you know those kind of bands, Kate Bush, Beck, and then sometimes I, I I think I think more like a fan sometimes, and I remember I have to, and it's something I think when you write about music, you have to catch yourself and remember like the impact that some of these people had that weren't critical darlings i mean tap benatar was never a critical no darling uh but then neither were a, m- many of the um uh, the performers on
0: this year's <laughs> list i lionel richie carly simon those no, are you people. eminem beck and kate bush and that's the thing too that's i've always said to people that's kind of the flaw in or you know in our point system is that it's based on critical lists and, and the whole thing about that you know you were a rock critic before I was born is, um, you know, is that people, you know, critics know, you know, no more sort of <laughs> um, whether we do or not. Who knows? But um, that those weights, those those lists in our point system are weighted by what rock critics, rock and roll critics think. So, yes, I think Eminem, uh, the Kate Bush uh, uh, Beck are really and Tribe Called Quest. Those are the big critics, you know, favorites on this year's ballot.
1: Yeah, in yeah. fact, if if you want to take your argument about Pat Benatar and look at another artist on this list that I, I would agree with you with would be Carly Simon. I don't know that her influence and in run uh, when she was making her hits really rises to the level of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame caliber. I'm not criticizing her talent or anything. I just don't know how you can compare her to some of the other nominees on that list this year um including someone like a Kate Bush and put her in over them unless you're aiming for I
0: don't know what. I mean, how to put Dion Warwick
1: in before her. You it's know the I thing I
0: what I don't <laughs> understand is is, you know, I'm just in this, you know, I try to stay even you know, I try to look at all sides of the argument. But personally, I said when Carly Simon was announced, I said, please somebody tell me a song outside of your so Vain.'" Now I know she has several top forty hits. I'm talking about right now on this spot somebody come to me and, and tell me a song that you remember in, in the history of music that's essential other than you're so vain great and, and again she had hits in her time but you look at um a Dion warwick trust this she not only did she have a hit with walk on by that's isaac hayes signature song a cover of hers say a little prayer not only did she have a hit with that song, Aretha Franklin, that's one of her signature songs. So Well, even, Car,
1: even Carly Simon's, one of her other better-known songs was a Bond theme. That's why it's so much. Right. So she, has, she has an Academy that. Award
0: for it. Right. Not the Bond theme that most people remember. Shout out to Duran Duran for that one of them. But um, it wasn't Live and Let Die. Uh, you know, I mean, I, right. I'm with you on Carly Simon. The other thing with Carly Simon is, there's like that there's this pick one right 70s singer songwriter era pick one you know uh you've been advocating for a warren Zevon. um john prine was nominated a few years ago uh there's a few out there who you can just pull somebody's name and nominate them and, they, and it seems they get a decent amount of support um yeah i was surprised i'm not i don't know we could stand carly we'll, we'll stick with carly simon because i wouldn't have voted for she would have been one of the last artists i voted for um same here same here she's nominated I mean, and, and I... she got in
1: <laughs> well and this was this like the second time she was nominated or no it's the first no, time, the even... first
0: time was... eligible yeah, for like, yeah. you know 40 um, however many some,
1: years <laughs> maybe there's some stuff going on there i mean you and i you and i laugh about this because you, you know and you're going to laugh again but Jimmy Buffett has more legit, memorable songs and more impact not only on the writing of music, but certainly in the, the concert performance realm than Carly Simon ever would have. And Jimmy Buffett's never even been nominated. And if you talk about Warren Zevon, straight up, like, master songwriter. Don't know why the guy's never been
0: I just don't Buffett. understand is, are we, like there's no transparency nobody you know there's people that talk about their votes um and we've had that this year probably more than ever where you know future rock legends who cares about the rock hall other like vulture new york magazine's vulture site all these people talking to voters who are willing to say who they voted for none of that if you take the grand totals of the support that we saw through that it's a lot of tribe called quest fans a lot of deon warwick fans those artists didn't even get in but I, I there's no transparency i couldn't tell you why carly simon got into the rock yeah I, I over i mean it's just we've gotten to this point where we're nominating 17 artists and somehow whatever people see carly simon is like people criticize whitney houston getting in last year right we we, we i mean that's a lot of hits <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, no kidding i mean right. like we don't have to reach for songs people still know word for word i i'm just i'm baffled by the carly simon and i saw someone say Dionne warwick's not there's nothing about her that's rock and roll um that's fine at the very least i would put her in as an early influencer because you're talking about an artist who a black woman who was having pop hits in the 1960s when every other black woman was just doing things on the soul charts <laughs> um yeah. so it, it, pretty groundbreaking for her to do that back then um you know, so There's let's... A
1: lot of cro- crossover, So.
0: Do we have to talk much about Eminem? Is there anything really to be said Um. in terms no, of... No, I
1: mean, I don't know. I mean, and the, the people are got to come out of the woodwork again saying hip-hop is not rock and roll. That's They're, it, though, right? Saying, That's where it begins it, right. and ends. I, b- I believe so, yeah. I mean, I heard someone, one of our colleagues earlier today, make an argument to me that Eminem hasn't had a hit in 10 years and therefore is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh... I, i I didn't know how to deal with that I, I just think he's one of the um seminal artists in a genre period. you know what I mean like there are certain artists i mean he didn't create hip hop obviously, but he took it and and melded it um in in a way that forever changed it and uh, there's just no arguing with his um, with his impact not only
0: on it but pop culture, the movies uh everything. I mean, no offense to anybody, but what year was Bruce Springsteen inducted into Rock Hall? I don't even remember, right? So uh, let's say, I mean, I'll look it up right now. Now um, you know the the advantage of of, of iPhones. But um, this argument that he didn't, you know, Eminem didn't have a, a hit in, in you know in the last ten years. I'm curious how many hits Springsteen had. Clicking here. Uh, He was inducted in 99. So uh, I believe the music, the the film Philadelphia came out early 90s. So he was close to 10 years. Uh, Streets of Philadelphia was probably his last significant, like pop culture, significant song at that point. So, I mean, obviously, if an artist has been out for 25 years, because that's when they're going to get in on their first ballot, their career has probably slowed slightly. Eminem, for what it's worth for anybody wondering. Uh, his last top ten hit, as I have his discography open, um, he had he had a song with Ed Sheeran uh, in 2017 that was double. He put out the MGK uh, kill shot song. Um, basic okay, I'll put it this way. Eminem's last top ten hit was in 2020. Um, so basically, at this point, Eminem puts out uh, a song a pop a song they push it it's going to go top 10 so obviously he's had a hit you know the way that streaming is but that's all irrelevant listen this if you're going to put hip-hop in the rock hall which we've established and your argument isn't going to be that hip-hop isn't rock and roll then obviously Eminem's going to be in the rock hall like what are we talking he's the most successful hip-hop artist of all time. he's the, he's the most successful get rid of this the most successful off of record sales artist of the 21st century yeah right there's no argument with that. None, zero. So I, yeah, I, we I can move on. Sense. I think, I, I think I haven't even seen that many. I have been the one about him not having a hit in ten years. I don't. I mean, whatever. Um, you know, I don't. I, I, a, who would they vote for then on this year's ballot? Is anybody on this year's ballot? Yeah, none. I, said, said to,
1: years. I, I said to the person, "It is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That sort of is, uh, you know, can't name very many artists who." had a hit 25 years ago and we're still in the top 10 there with billy eilish this year you know what i mean i don't maybe yeah. well like how long's taylor swift been at it she's not even eligible yet she's,
0: she's, eligible, around in 20, 20, she's eligible in 2032 i don't know what she's going to be doing in the next 10 years i assume she yeah has there to you go but um yeah one I thing mean, i'll say is like
1: lionel richie let's take him as an example this year i feel like i, I don't know about you but I, I feel like if lionel richie wasn't a judge on, a, on american idol <laughs> he wouldn't even have been nominated, let alone inducted. I, you know, Lionel Richie, I love Lionel Richie, great pop singer from the,
0: you know, and, and with the Commodores, R B, but like Rock and Roll of Fame, I don't know. I look at Lionel Richie, you know what's funny to me is probably like a month ago, I couldn't really tell you much that Lionel Richie did during the 80s, because, and I'm not trying to, he he kind of stopped doing, uh, you know, music regularly at a certain point um, as a solo artist, um, but he's still writing and obviously stuff, but I can't tell you many things from his solo career that I really enjoyed um but then I looked at his resume and it's staggering. I mean the rock hall ain't the only ones, you know Kennedy Center honors album of the Year, record of the year, Song of the year, uh obviously a judge on American Idol. I'm uh, pretty sure he has an oscar <laughs> um so, and he's only one of two artists on this year's ballot that won album of the year um. He's probably the only one, he, I know for a fact, he's the only one that's won all three, not counting Best New Artist, all three major awards at the Grammys. He has, his resume is insane, but damn me right. I don't know. Like, all well, night, I mean, like I'm you know, looking at them sweaters, them sweating, them pastel sweaters, Mike. That's what it is. All night long. Hey, the <laughs> Night Shift,
1: Night Shift was the, by the Commodores. Is all one of all-time classic tunes. I love that tune. <laughs>
0: Well, and, well what, you know, you
1: pair that with All Night Long, you get a nice little island vibe going on or, you know, <laughs> sort of a kickback and whatever. Yes. But I just, uh, you know, I don't want to get into, like, oh, he's not rock and roll enough or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. But but uh, I still just do not believe he would have been nominated, let alone inducted, had he not been on
0: American Idol. Well, I mean, oh. if you let me ask you, if, they, if it was Lionel Richie and the Commodores, like if they did some hybrid... It wouldn't even be that much of a stretch like they did Parliament Funkadelic. But if they did that, would would
1: you be – It would be more more, uh, <laughs> I mean, more, legit, I think, but I don't know. I mean, He wrote We Are saying, the
0: World. He co-wrote We Are the World.
1: Come I on. get it. I get it. All right.
0: That's all. So. He co-wrote We Are the World, where you invite every major artist to come in. You secure their vote moving forward for their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs>
1: I mean, like, he's got, you know what I mean, uh, like comparing him, I think in, in the breadth of uh, of what he's done with somebody like a Smokey Robinson, where you're talking about multiple influences as a solo artist and as a group, a group leader, as a producer, as a writer. I mean, he's got Smokey vibes, right? You know, he does, but I he mean, he's not Smokey. I, I, I just
0: don't.
1: Well, I don't know what
0: you did it. He's in the vein of, for, for the 80s, like, I've heard that, right? And I thought of that myself. Like, he's sort of Smokey, Marvin, Stevie kind of does it all, right? Can do it all. But those guys felt like they built something. They were a vibe. Like, <laughs> they pioneered stuff. Lionel didn't do any of that. I'm sorry, you know? And he had, is a, now, you want to take the whole package, kind of like a similar Todd Rundgren thing? I'm willing to listen when you're talking these side categories. Where you want to take in the whole shebang, the producer, the song hits they had for other people. You know, not that I enjoy Lady by Kenny Rogers, but Lionel Richie, (laughs) they went to number one. You want to take all that into account. We are the world, all this stuff. Fine. You have a total package type artist. That's what I thought about Todd Rundgren. I thought as a solo artist, and I love Todd Rundgren. Maybe he fell short of Rock Hall, but once you take in the, the albums he produced and that sort of thing, the case is pretty solid even though you're not supposed to do that so that's a no on lionel from mike he didn't you know never stalked anybody to hello you he never did
1: uh <laughs> it I becomes
0: parody to lionel's credit why well, i you know i wrote that he became sort of parody with some of his songs because they're sort of schmaltzy yacht rock stuff he's he's usually in on the parody um so <laughs> he, he's participating in some all right this i saw this and they, this was the one artist who's inducted from a like prognosticator standpoint i was surprised and that's your rhythmics um where did that come from <laughs> i i i'm just surprised you're telling me your rhythmics got more support for the rock hall than some of the other I right, i i'm not seeing it mike how does this happen <laughs> well i think you know the look like i said kate bush
1: uh is sort of suffered from the the UK, um, prejudice of the U S voters. Well, I think Eurythmics had that success in the U S in the early eighties. And then, um, Annie Lennox went on to be just, you know, one of a great solo artist. So I think there's more in the public eye there. That's the only thing I can see, although I was surprised too, that they, that they were able to amass enough, um, votes among the voters to get in. um, just because their run as Eurythmics was briefer, really, almost than Pat Benatar or Duran,
0: certainly in yeah. in the, in they the 80s. A, they weren't. Yeah, it was, it was Sweet Dreams was huge. You know, they had a couple other hits, but like a lot of these bands that they're put, a lot of artists, what happens is a lot of artists come in and they're part of a, I don't want to call it a fad because New Wave was very influential, but there are other new wave artists and they're all in the rock hall when you're talking about Depeche Mode or, or Blondie or, or some of the other um obviously talking heads their impact in music goes we're talking about going on three four five six classic albums for some of those artists um and songs that really changed the landscape of music uh with these artists I just feel like their runs were short because they came in on this thing they added to it you know this thing being new wave or this, synth pop or whatever I just don't know if they really changed the game like like I can't like I'm putting Pat Bennett Pat Benatar is great I can't take her over Rage Against the Machine Rage Against the Machine was one of the biggest bands in the world one of the three or two or three biggest bands in the world and it's a weird comparison because they're not the same music but I see like the Foo Fighters game and I said something to somebody on Twitter they said to me oh well Rage wasn't as big as the Foo Fighters like no Rage was bigger than the Foo Fighters. <laughs> like at the height of their popularity, like where's Rage, Mike? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, th-
1: there's a weird sort of bias against Rage. Um, I don't know whether it's that they got lumped in with that whole limp biscuity kind of, which is bizarre because there's yeah. nothing like limp biscuit. Um, but that sort of you know aggro male vibe, even though there was an obvious revolutionary um uh, undercurrent to that. Um, but people, people just have a in the industry, not maybe in the public or in fandom, but in the industry, have like this, this, there's 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 a contingent of the industry that just can't get with
0: Morello for some reason and with rage. I,
1: it's, I don't know. It's,
0: it's weird. I think that what happened in the 90s. Look, we've seen like, it took what nine inch nails like three or four years to get in, which is just absurd. Um, Beastie Boys, too. We've seen with some of these acts that experienced a lot of their success in the 90s, it's sort of like the bar is higher because these are A-level 90s artists. Like, we would put these these guys in their top 25, 30 artists. Pat Benatar's not one of the top 30 artists of the 80s. I'm sorry. I, or top 25. I'm, I, she wouldn't be in my top 25. Um, you might as well put Phil Collins in. i will be real. like. <laughs> No, I mean, like he got more hits. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't.
1: Yeah.
0: What are we talking about? Absolutely. But, um. <laughs> okay, we, we don't want to get on too much of who's. We'll get on who's not in. We will get into that. Okay, I just want to get the last artist we haven't talked about fully that's getting in as the performers is Dolly Parton, which <laughs> is one of the strangest uh, inductions, so to speak, because she's the first art, first major artist I can remember who denounced her nomination well after the ballots went out only to go backwards on it just a few days before they announced the inductees. What a coincidence Uh, and say she will accept if she, if she gets inducted, what do you make of this whole Dolly thing? Uh,
1: Who who doesn't love Dolly? Everybody loves Dolly. Right, right. There's just sort of, she's, she's so smart, so talented, so self deprecating such a philanthropist i mean she's just straight up i don't know if there's some hidden hidden uh dirt on dolly i hope it never comes out because you just want at least a few of those types of people what, what in what the, the world who you like, can look up to yeah right i don't know you know she, what i'm saying she, I mean, she would be the one to play. tell you
0: about the dirt
1: she's I don't... been married to the same guy for a hundred years she she's um so you know i just love her sense of humor <clears throat> She'd probably be one of the last persons in the world that I would associate with the term rock and roll. Um, but you know, as we have pointed out, um, you know, this idea of what is rock and roll, what belongs in the rock and roll hall of fame, is kind of an old, you know, tired argument anyway. But there's just some you're like, I oh, don't know, Dolly Pardon rock and roll hall of fame well, I think before you- like Willie Nelson or. But mean, you're you know, pointing to
0: something interesting here. Is you know and and we're not debating you're right like no one's debating the greatness of Dolly Parton she is as great as any other artist on this ballot in terms in in just the in, you know vac in a vacuum now we're talking about rock and roll country music is a weird thing because it's one of the rare genres that predates rock and roll and influenced the development of rock and roll but then sort of changed after the 1960s and 70s into a genre that wasn't was very dissimilar from rock and roll It's not like hip-hop, which didn't predate rock and roll, or or let's go with the blues. The blues has always been the blues. R&B has always been R&B. Country music changed, and the only thing I will say that it's similar to is jazz, where you have this genre that existed before rock and roll came about that somewhat influenced rock and roll, and Remember, these two, these two genres, jazz and country, before Dolly, each of them only had one artist ever voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Miles Davis and jazz and, jazz, and Johnny Cash and country, and obviously they are two rarities within their genres. Yeah, I mean, Johnny Cash, look, Johnny Cash was at Sun Records with Elvis. <laughs> yes. Lewis if you Carl showed Perkins, up at so. Sun Records, everyone who walked into Sun Records in the 1950s right. is probably in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Correct. Correct. Yes. Now
1: you know I've been watching this Ken Burns country music documentary. I know it's been out a while, but it's just been kind of on as I'm flipping through channels, and I, I landed on it. And there were some very interesting episodes uh, recently that I've been watching about the period, like in the late 60s to early 70s, where guys like Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, those type, you know, the the uh, Fine Burrito Brothers, uh, the Birds, people like that that, uh, um, nitty gritty dirt band, those kind of, uh, artists who took it and made country, uh, into country rock. Right. Okay. So for me, in my head, I think of, if you're going to induct somebody who made hits on the country charts, it would be Willie Nelson. It would be Chris Christopherson. Those, those, I mean, there's probably one of the greatest songwriters of all time is Chris Christopherson. Um. So, so I, I don't think there's, there's a line there that you, that that you couldn't cross and put some of those artists in. I just felt like Dolly Parton was if, an odd one to be the pioneer. You know what I'm saying?
0: I, I mean, know. if you go back, like as a woman, you know, look, I think part of the problem is, I'll say this. So, there's this idea of modern country that we think of as like, like. Uh, I don't even want to label it. I don't want to say like George Jones or somebody get into this modern era of like Garth Brooks becomes the face of country in like the 90s and even before that in the 80s it was all kind of twangy, you know, I lost my tractor kind of I'm not a huge country fan, but you know what I'm saying? Like I think the Rock Hall really hasn't done a job of creating that lineage that you talk about, right? So if they had inducted uh Patsy Klein right already like saying like okay this is an artist who a lot of people wouldn't argue as an early influencer so now we have someone we can draw that line to the other problem i have is like you said we talk about country rock they ain't even put graham parsons who pretty much invented the genre in with the birds so you have like this they haven't done they haven't built up to this and it seemed like they just went you know what it's about time we induct another country artist what's the flashiest name we can get? And I'm not trying to belittle Dolly. I'm just telling you what it seemed like to see her name pop up on the ballot because she's still everywhere.
1: Definitely. I mean, it also, like, if you, if you wanted to to pay homage to a country artist, I would go with Patsy, a woman, I would go with Patsy Cline, and I'd put her in either as a musical excellence award or as uh, uh, early influence. You know what I'm saying? so because even though her career was very short, the the vibe that she projected, the the way she sang Crazy, the Willie Nelson song. It's it's just a rock of old jukebox hit, right? You know, it feels like one of those just timeless voices and artists and stories that you could and she had a huge influence on a lot of different people. But you're right. I mean Dolly Parton, God love her, I just think I feel like she's kinda out of uh kinda out on out of left field.
0: Okay. It, yeah, And again, I for me, it's it's the rock hall needs to do a better job of create. like they did it with hip hop. They could have put in they could have waited and been like, let's put in, you know, the biggest name we can. Let's kick off this hip hop thing after a while. No, they started with Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. And that's an obscure name for current hip hop kids. You know, so but they built that lineage of trying to put in the artist from the beginning first. And it, I get it, it's a newer genre and the rock Halls came out decades after country the first country music artists uh made their made their hits. But I I'm with you. Like I just it it seems like they're sort of backtrack they're going backwards here with like, Oh, we'll put Dolly Parton in. It's like, well, wait a minute. All right, so before, you know, we get out of here, we don't have to belabor us, we don't have to get into the side categories i don't really want to debate whether a lawyer belongs to the rock and roll hall of fame or uh jimmy who co-founded beats i mean whatever you know it is what it's all all significant things um is what artists that didn't make the cut that were nominated this year were you most disappointed to not see get it i know you've been a big supporter of devo
1: yeah i mean i'm an akron guy right born and raised and uh i just feel like um You know, in terms of their, their um, artistic influence, in terms of the innovative things they did, the way they created a kind of a almost art rock genre of their own, uh, I just felt, I feel like they're extremely, extremely worthy of the honor. And, uh, I wish they'd have gotten in. I, I agree with you, Rage Against the Machine. One of the, one of the younger bands, um, you know, on on this uh, nominations list. Uh, I would have uh, liked to have seen them inducted. Trying to think of who else. I mean, none somebody of the... like a, Go ahead. somebody like Fela Fela Kuti, huge global influence on music. I I just feel like maybe if you want to put him in, you're just never going to get him elected, you know, with the voting. So just put him in as musical excellence if you if you feel like he's
0: he's great, which he is. Yeah, I don't understand the nomination that, you know, especially after the fan vote support um, a couple years ago um, where he received so much support in the fan vote. Maybe it was last year uh, even, uh, but it it seemed like just put him in. I mean, look, as you know, there's a handful of artists, I can't even name all of them, I'm just assuming that (laughs) you can definitively say invented a genre. Um, And he invented Afrobeat, you know, um, along with the, the musicians that played with him uh james brown you could say the same thing about funk there ain't too many after that so as long as you you know if you if you invented an art uh genre that did have an impact on some of the biggest artists in the world which, which afrobeat did with talking heads peter gabriel paul simon others just put them in i mean yeah yeah nothing else on here is to me criminal i mean uh who didn't get in here tribe call quest i mean there's several hip-hop acts that are in line to be considered they're one of them uh new york dolls mc5
1: <laughs> yeah they're those kind of proto-punk bands that there certainly wouldn't have been you know the punk the, the punk revolution and and uh, it wouldn't have happened without them but uh you know uh, it's
0: it's not absolutely criminal have, they're not it, in. it's just funny to me is that i keep hearing this argument recently about those bands where literally the argument isn't about the output isn't about their uh, influence It's literally people going, they were just not good bands.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, some of them couldn't play their instruments, but you know, uh, the Stooges, uh, (laughs) a prime example of that, but you know, Iggy pop was, you know, a bona fide uh, force of nature. And also, you know, when you write a song, like I want to be your dog, it's just, you know, how can you not, how can you not be in the rock and roll hall of fame? It's a great song. So, you know, and you, you were talking about, like, le- not talking about the early influences this year or some of the musical excellence. I think they got it right in two things this year. I really, really like the Harry Belafonte pick this year because I believe he's one of those, if not forgotten, but under underrated figures in music, particularly folk music and activism in, 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 when it came to music. I mean, one of the great activist musicians, of the twentieth century on on numerous fronts. Um and and people forget like or in the early sixties folk movement that his uh he really crossed over. He helped make that whole thing uh a mainstream phenomenon. And then he went on to um to be very, very involved in activism. Well, yeah. And and I just yeah, and I think Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis Uh, one of the most amazing songwriting duos of all time, right? I mean, uh, uh, Janet Jackson almost wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say she wouldn't exist without them, but she certainly wouldn't have been the artist she was without them.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, she had two dud albums as a solo artist. I mean, part of it was the vision that her label had for her at that time, but, um, you know, once she hooked up with them, they brought out the best in her for sure. Um, Harry Belafonte, before we get to the others, like, so clearly, the perp, the type of people who are associated with the Rock Hall who got Clarence Avant inducted, they're pushing the right buttons. Um, with who they're, I feel like it's the same uh, people that are part of the Rock Hall who are dropping these names. They're getting because Harry Belafonte. I mean, what is he, 95 now? I mean, this yeah, goes back out, right? to like somebody who was the total package as an artist, an activism um, in the entertainment industry as a whole. Um, paving the way for others.
1: No, I don't need no Judas award.
0: Priest in the Music Excellence Award. That's a performer. Well, if you okay. can't get it,
1: <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. But I mean, like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, are perfect for that. I mean, they had 41 oh, yeah yeah hits. I mean, they're you know, and then somebody like uh like Sylvia Robinson, a controversial figure in music history, like many record label owners, white and black were back in the day. But like, was there at the very birth cry of hip hop, and, oh, yeah. and helped give give rise to that whole movement. Listen. So very very interesting
0: pick there. Anybody as a reg executive and producer responsible for the two most important hip hop songs, uh, "Rapper's Delight" and "The Message," deserves to be you know. And if we're putting hip hop artists in for sure, Elizabeth Cotton. For people who don't know that name, I, I was kind of surprised just because you know. A credit to the Rock Hall for this, putting in Charlie Patton and Elizabeth Cotton and some of these artists, it doesn't benefit them from a butts in the seat standpoint, right? They're not drawing attention, that much attention to the Rock Hall ceremony, but they're getting it right. If you're literally artists, you're looking for artists who predate rock and roll, but are responsible for laying the groundwork for in genres that Rock Hall, Rock and Roll borrowed from. They're going for it there. I mean, geez, I mean, you're talking about 200s. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, uh,
1: uh, Greg Harris, the the uh, president of the Rock Hall, talks about the museum is really meant to tell a story, right? The story of yes. of popular music and rock and roll. Well, it, if you look at the broad range of these artists outside of these, of let's say this year's performer category, they tell they help tell the story, you know. Whether it's Jimmy Iveen, um, you know who was a great producer before he became, you know, the king of the game. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: uh, to cool. Alan Grubman, who helped, uh, you know, a lawyer. Yeah, but he. he yeah, he I was worked. joking a bit
0: about the, you know, it was just it was. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, you know, it's done his thing. I think Steve Steve and Zandt will be the first person to tell you: without lawyers, without um, sure. managers, that a lot of some of these artists might not exist. <laughs> Exactly. Um, or we, at least we wouldn't hear, here I've heard of them. Um, all right. Well, so, okay. The rock hall ceremony, November 5th in Los Angeles. Um, the move to LA is a podcast episode for another time. Um, yes. And, uh, but you know, Mike, thanks for joining me. I appreciate that for everybody listening. We will be at the music box supper club here in Cleveland's flats uh, to celebrate Prince uh, and his legacy as part of our Steely rocks presents event and that's on May 18th. Uh, it's free of charge, but you do have to reserve your table at the Music Box website. So anybody in Cleveland, come check that out. It's fun, it's free, and it's a celebration of one of the greatest artists of all time. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining me. I know you know we've done this for, I think this is our ninth year? Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe eighth or ninth year together. You've been covering the Rock call since the 80s? Early 90s? Yeah, early 90s. <laughs> um, yep. So You know, here we go. Until next time, I guess. (laughs) Hello, Cleveland!
1: Wonderstruck is coming to Cleveland. For this two-day music festival, see top artists including The Lumineers, Vampire Weekend, and more. Get your tickets now at wonderstruckfest.com.